1: can't afford it. He'll turn with it. Has help. It's Hamilton. Good pace here in overtime. Hamilton. Wait. Fires. He scores! Hamilton
0: scores! is the Cane's Corner Podcast with host
1: Adam Gold, part of the Capital Broadcasting Podcast Network. Now here's the host of the Cane's Corner Podcast, Adam Gold.
2: Yes, sir, it is. Welcome to the Morning After Podcast. I am Adam Gold on what turned out to be a very eventful evening at PNC Arena, five-hole double Dougie Hamilton uh gets the game winner in overtime his 14th goal of the season and the hurricanes have been <laughs> really good after regulation uh and they get a win that they desperately needed uh it was a big night and we'll talk about of course the big story alec campbell will join us in just a few minutes justin williams signed his deal back with the team uh Uh, League minimum contract, incentives that could take him up to $1.3 million. Uh, But all of that, the money, immaterial. uh, Because uh, one of their best players last year, at times their best player, is back and ready to go and they'll have him probably for the final, my guess is 30, maybe 32 or 33 games of the season. Uh, Real quick, before we get into a couple of things, we'll play some goals and then we'll talk to Alec. Uh, reminder, uh, subscribe to this, to the uh, Morning After podcast. Uh, then it shows up automatically in your phone. So uh, as soon as it's done, as soon as it's posted, boom, there it is. You don't have to look for it. Uh, if you want to give us a rating, that's fine. If you want to uh, give us five stars, that's fine. If you want to leave feedback online, that's fine. You can also always reach me on Twitter at a fan. Let's talk quickly about the goal. Uh, and you know what? I'm very excited. I want to hear it again.
1: Aho, oh, backhand to forehand. He'll turn with it. Has help. It's Hamilton. Good pace here in overtime. Hamilton waits. Fires. He scores!
2: Hamilton scores! Yes, sir. Thank you. Again, Jason Shia filling in for John Forslund, who's on a national assignment tonight. He had the Rangers and the Avalanche. I don't know. Anybody knows what happened in that game? We'll figure it out in the end. Um, Anyway, uh, that play was kind of indicative of the night for me uh, because there were times where it looked like Dougie was being a little bit lackadaisical with the puck. A self-pass in the uh, in his own zone. It nearly got taken away. In another opportunity, that the puck was nearly taken away in the defensive in the offensive zone, uh, and then incredible patience used the defenseman as a screen and went five-hole on the D-man and five-hole on uh, Brian Elliott in net. Uh, the magic happened, and the Hurricanes get another overtime win. Look, it's an enormous two points for this team. Um, It sucks to let Philly get one, uh, but and it's your first win in three tries against the Flyers, but you had to win this game, especially considering the way they played following a rough start. Look, James Reimer did not have it tonight. Two awful goals allowed, two others in which if he was playing better, he might have been able to stop. I'm not faulting him on either of those goals, But had James Reimer been playing better, they were stoppable pucks. Um, uh, The first play was a kind of a deep move, but he was uh, sort of lunging for it. We've seen goaltenders do that before. Uh, Nothing too unusual, but a goaltender playing a little bit better would be more patient. Reimer wasn't feeling that way. Uh, And really, it should have been when it was 4-3, it should have been 4-1. Regardless, uh, you battle back, you play so well after your goaltender puts you in a hole uh, and then it kind of, you know, I don't think the Hurricanes played their best uh, last maybe 10 minutes of regulation. Uh, but uh, look, y- you had to get this win tonight. Uh, let's credit the fourth line. And we'll talk about this with Alec Campbell a little bit uh, because it was the Lucas-Walmark goal created by uh, fourth line energy and effort that really got Carolina back in it. Not too long after it was 2-0 Philadelphia. Wally cleaned up Brock McGinn's initial shot.
1: There's Pachy, shifted up ahead. Now with speed through center. in going wide. In front of Elliott, rebound for He scores. He has
2: his third goal of the season series against the Philadelphia Flyers. Heck of a job in transition.
1: Smart first shot from Brock McGinn. He's trying to create a rebound. Hard pad on the blocker side to maybe allow the net drive of Walmart and Martinov come to fruition and do something good. Tough rebound from Elliott. Both of these goaltenders have had some tough
2: moments. You see what Trip just said. Both of these goaltenders had some tough moments. They really did. It was not a goaltending clinic tonight. Number nine on the season for Walmart, and then Warren Fogel got everybody even late in the first.
1: Walking it up on his backhand to the point guard. Doesn't want to put it in traffic, so sends it down the near side. Lifted around by Fogel at a glorious chance earlier on the rebound. Stall. Going for Fogel! He scores!
2: It's tied up 2-2. Warren Fogel, what a shot! The depth of Carolina can be really, really scary at times. And it's going to get better when Williams gets back on the ice. Uh, That was a tremendous pass from Jordan Stahl. And a period that began with Carolina really struggling, or the goaltender really struggling, the team got them even. So this is where the team has to pick up their goaltender. There were games on the West Coast trip and through Canada where the goaltender really saved them. Well, in this case, tonight or last night, depending on when you're listening to it, uh, the Hurricanes bailed out James Reimer. Third period, second period, by the way, Carolina just tilted the ice. Uh, they were much better than Philadelphia, I thought, for most of the second period anyway. Uh, and Jake Gardner, after Warren Fogle absorbed a heavy hit, uh, Gardner finished the play and gave Carolina the lead.
1: Get the glove and he'll let it go. No problem. control Chester got this there was coming to try to pull
2: through him. he can feel when the hits are coming
1: big hit on Fogel pays the checker Gardner he's goes hey rocket over the glove and in and it's 3-2 carolina
2: Does- that really was a big bomb from Jake Gardner in tight too uh, and he went over Brian Elliot good pass by Sebastian Ahu Um, Warren Fogle took a big shot. Looked like he was shaken up, but... I don't think Warren Fogle missed any shifts. And then about a minute 40 later, Joel Edmondson, one-timer from the right point, an absolute <laughs> rocket, uh, as I borrow Jason Shia's line. Uh, and Edmondson made it 4-2, and you thought Carolina was just going to pour it on. Uh, the, uh, the Flyers did get one back, made it 4-3, and then Travis Sanheim scored uh, with just over four minutes to go to tie it. And we were headed for overtime. And then, you know what? It was so much fun.
1: Aho, oh, backhand and forehand. He'll turn with it. Has help. It's Hamilton. Good pace here in overtime. Hamilton Wait. Fires. He scores. Hamilton scores. Carolina wins it five-four in overtime. Yes, sir.
2: Yes, sir. Uh, (laughs) it was so much fun by the way big night for uh for Dougie Hamilton for a lot of reasons I know you you may have if you're watching a game at home or listening on the radio you might have heard Tripp talk about Hamilton having come off of his game his defensive game over the last you know maybe two or even three weeks it's been a while I mean Dougie's had such a great season nobody's taking anything away from him and nobody plays 82 great games a year uh but Hamilton's all-around game had uh, taken a bit of a step back over the last you know, at least two weeks, um, and it was nice to see Dougie get back on it. He really made very few glaring mistakes. If there were mistakes tonight, uh, I don't uh, I don't really recall any off the top of my head. I did mention that on the game winner, it just seemed like he was made a couple of risky plays, but uh, you know sometimes you get away with those when you are doing your thing. And uh, Hamilton was doing his thing tonight. He had a two-point night. Jake Gardner two. Uh, two points, a goal and assist. Warren Fogle, a goal and an assist. Sebastian Ajo had two assists. Joel Edmondson, a goal. Uh, so uh, it was, it, I thought, pretty much throughout the forward group, uh, with some hiccups, I thought the forwards played very well. And obviously, Slavin and Pesci did their thing. Uh, though uh, the uh, Pesci pairing, I don't know if, they, if they got victimized, and then Carolina just was, uh, it was a good shift by Philadelphia. We'll just leave it at that and uh, Philly tied the game up late. But Carolina uh, really was good enough to overcome a shaky performance from James Reimer. The goaltending has not been great of late, and we'll talk about that in a little bit. But uh, they're going to have to get better goaltending than they're getting right now. But, hey, man, it was an exciting win. So we'll uh, just pause. I'll take three deep breaths, and then we'll bring on Alec Campbell. And we turn to my friend Alec Campbell, who I deserted tonight at PNC Arena uh, because I was afraid of what was going to happen. I was afraid Justin Williams was going to repel from the rafters. He didn't do that, uh, but he was up there uh, making golf swing motions with Tom Dundon, and we knew at that point that it was a done deal because they were already (laughs) on to what's really important, keeping your left arm straight and swinging down through the shot. Uh, let's start with that part because, um, and, and we'll get to the game uh, as we move on here, uh, but look, the first time, Williams, this was not the first game Williams has been to. When the camera went up to Justin with Tom Dundon in the box, at that point you go, yeah, all right, this is about to happen, um, and now you just hope that they win the game, so it's not its not a bittersweet situation, uh, but your thoughts on the return of Williams.
1: Well, first of all, you and on abandoned me tonight. So,
2: <laughs> so sorry.
1: So, uh, there's a, there's a price to be paid for it. No, I'm just kidding. Not. We, 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 we made it through, right? We made it through. We lived. It's all going to be okay.
2: Um,
1: uh, Justin Williams. Who is he? Yeah, exactly. Uh, I like. Dude, I'm fatigued by, you know, like I'm tired of it, to be honest with you. Um, I'm glad it's over.
2: Yeah, me too.
1: So, I'm glad he's, you know, finally, ba- you know, it, it, in a way, like, it reminded me of what we're about to go through with the trade deadline approaching mm. after the All-Star break, where for like a month, we have to talk about stuff that we have no knowledge of. Um, So, I'm glad it's over, but... I mean, listen, man, I mean, he's, he's a heck of a player. He's one of the most like hockeyish dudes you're going to find. Like, you know, I was talking with some people about this today and it, you know, it's not like it's the return of Mario Lemieux or something like that.
2: No, it's better. You no,
1: know, we're not, you know, <laughs> we're not talking about that caliber of player. So it's, a, it's 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 kind of interesting that it the that it has reached this kind of a fever pitch but i guess that just speaks to the type of person and the type of player that Justin Williams is because he's just a total gamer you know and i think that's the best probably way to say the type of player he is because you know he's not the most skilled guy he's not the at this point of his career like the fastest skater or you know the most nifty stick handler or anything like that but he just knows how to get it done and he's still a hell of a player last year he had arguably is one of his best seasons yeah so you know who knows i'm interested to see exactly what we get in justin the player And I'm not sure how long it's going to take before we can actually give a fair evaluation of what it is. I mean, I assume we're probably not going to, you know, it's probably going to take a couple of weeks of playing games to really, Uh you know, figure out what he's got left. I'm interested to see the dynamic of who he plays with, like how this all impacts the actual lineup. Um, I don't necessarily worry about it impacting the locker room all that much only because I think he understands the dynamics of team Mm -hmm. and how to go about navigating the locker room. I do think it's an interesting scenario that, you know, he's kind of walking into a locker room with a team that's pretty good already. Uh Um, So man, it's bizarre. It's weird, but he's a great player to watch a fun player to cover uh, he calls me by my first name, which I appreciate. <laughs> uh,
2: so I'm excited. I'm excited to have yeah. him back. I, I am too. Um, I'll 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 put it this way, and I've actually I wrote something last week when it was evident that it was going to happen at some point. So there's already a piece up at wrelsportsfan We're talking. It's about eleven o'clock or whatever time it is, uh, and there's been a piece up. Uh, probably for a half hour already uh, that I wrote a week ago. I'll probably have to edit through and add a couple of things to it, um, including some quotes that we'll get from Justin, who will meet the media at noon on Wednesday. Um, Here's the best way to put it. And by the way, there's a great story on the athletic about Williams impact um, on offense, but really in both ends of the ice. Uh, Justin Williams makes everybody he plays with better. He's good on his own but yeah. he makes other players better. Ask Nino Niederreiter what it's like to play with Justin Williams. Uh, even Andrei Svechnikov last year had uh, stretches of hockey where he played with Justin Williams. He is, um, He's not quite at the Tevo, Teravonin level of passer, um, but he's close. Uh, Williams yeah. knows the game. He's as smart a smarter hockey player as I've ever seen because, as you pointed out, uh, I would say Justin Williams has never been fast. Um, right. but it doesn't matter. And as it's been told to me by, um, by a player, as long as he has his hands, he will make other players better and he'll be an asset to the team. Um, power play has been good. I think the power play will get better. Uh, cause Justin will find his way onto it eventually. Who knows how long it's going to take him, uh, to play. But I think you bring up the interesting point. He's walking into a locker room. To a team that is nine points over NHL 500, which is good, but it probably should be better, to be perfectly honest. Um, And he's walking into a locker room with, as far as you can uh, be at this point, 12 healthy forwards. And every player who is in danger of losing a spot to Williams tonight played well. (laughs) All of those players played well, so that's good in some ways but somebody's going to have to come out of the lineup because Justin—he did not come back to be a healthy extra. Uh, he didn't come back to be a leader. He came back to play and be a player. Um, so that, to me, is the interesting part about where he fits in.
1: Yeah, I mean, those are the dynamics that I think people didn't—or maybe they did. I don't know. I don't want to—I don't want to think for other people, but. I mean, those are the things that I think come into play here and have come into play over the course of this year, and especially lately with all of the hubbub surrounding the return. And that is how that affects the guys that are on the team and especially some of those fringe players. Like, we know there are certain guys that aren't going anywhere, but there are other guys that, you know, have probably had to wonder, you know, if he comes, what happens to me? Mm-hmm. And you know, is he coming? What's the deal? You know, and how much of that kind of weighed on the room at least recently? Because all those guys have been getting asked questions about it. Yeah, uh, for a couple of weeks now, uh, they're all seemingly fairly fatigued about it. They all, you know, so so those those types of like like the initial thought of Justin Williams coming back is very rosy. Because you just think, oh man, Justin Williams, yes, he's coming back. You know, he's got all this experience, Mr. Game Seven, big game, you know, highlights, all these cups, you know, <laughs> stuff like that. Yeah. And, it, you know, it feels like he's just supposed to slide right back into that old role. And it's just not that simple. So it's going to be really interesting to see what happens. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I, 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 I'm very, it's, it's a very curious scenario, but, you know, knowing what we know about him once again, I mean, he, I, I don't foresee this going badly. Yeah. I guess it's, it's hard to, it's hard to foresee a scenario where this thwarts any, you know,
2: Yeah. They don't go in the tank. They don't go in the tank with Williams coming back. You know,
1: I mean, could, could he, come back and just suddenly not have his hands and just suddenly not be able to play I suppose so as a 38 year old guy who's played a lot of hockey over his career I mean maybe that's the most you know maybe that's the the one big question that 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 we can't really answer right
2: now here's it before we uh move on to a couple of very quick things Um, if that's the case, if he comes back and he doesn't have it, which I actually would expect a lull at one point, it's like, uh, it's like any other sport, there's an initial burst of energy and then you're going to hit a little bit of a warm, like in, in uh, like a wall in spring training baseball, they call it a dead arm period, where you you great for three weeks and then you go through like a week or two weeks where you just you just you just don't have it. So I would expect that Williams can play maybe even really well the first five to ten games, and then maybe he goes five games and he's not playing all that well. Which by the way happened last year too. Uh, where uh, there was a lull from like game twenty to almost thirty before they really kicked it in a high gear. I think that we should ex- right. We should expect that to happen to Williams, um, especially at age thirty eight. He turned thirty eight in October. Uh, but ultimately, when it gets right down to it, he's too good. He's too smart. He's still good enough in terms of yeah. his skill as long as it hasn't completely vacated. And there is there is that possibility, but I don't yeah. I don't anticipate it.
1: He's got too much pride too. Yeah. And yeah. he's the type of guy like, like he'll outwork his mistakes and he'll figure out a way to be effective. If you know, he doesn't have his hands or whatever it is like he'll, he'll find a way to mitigate his deficiencies. Mm-hmm. Two things. That's, that's what smart players do
2: two, uh two quick things. Uh, he passed his conditioning test last week with the team. And he was, he passed it, he cruised through it. Completely handled that with no problem.
1: Well, he's, he's pliable.
2: <laughs> he's very pliable. I don't know if he's on the TB12 method. Uh, and I had the, uh, the honor of watching him work out during this process. Um, and the difference in a four or five week span uh, was amazing. Uh, and when I saw him uh, just before Christmas, he was, I mean, lights out good. Um, and he's got incredible agility still. So uh, we'll see. He's not fast, but he never was fast. All right, real uh, real quick things. There's a lot of times where your goaltender bails you out. Uh, it, am I, uh, am I yeah. saying this correctly? The team bailed out James Reimer tonight.
1: Yeah, I think that's exactly what happened tonight. You know, there were people asking me questions on Twitter about why Rod didn't pull him earlier because he had given up a couple of bad goals.
2: Yeah, I you thought about bad. it after after the third goal. I thought, hmm, has a goaltender ever been pulled this late with a lead?
1: Right, and and, and that was my response. I was like, well, they were winning the game, right? You know, uh, so I mean, I, like you know, and the the, the person who who was uh, was coming at me with this was like, well, this is why you know having a lead isn't an excuse not to pull the goalie. And I'm like, what? What kind of backwards ass thinking <laughs> is that? I mean, no. They're winning the game. He's not having his best game. Okay, you know, but people just they just react, right? Now. You know, immediately to the bad things that are happening. Get the angry good things that are happening, and it's like just calm down a little bit, you know. And I, I mean, listen, and, and that wasn't me trying to say that that Rhymer was playing well because he, I think three goals. He, I mean, he, yeah, I mean, he was bad to the to the near side on the glove side all night long. Mm-hmm. I mean, he gave me the heebie-jeebies going every into shot. Overtime. Yeah. Yeah. And I tweeted it. I mean he, that was not a good scenario for a bad James Reimer tonight. And he has only played like two out of the past eight games, I think. Yeah. So maybe there's something to be said for not having, you know, consistent play here recently. But as John Forzan will tell you all the time, you know, the, set, the 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 backup goaltender is in a very unfortunate position. And unfortunately, no matter what, their job is to come in and play well. Even when they haven't played a lot, and he just that was that was the worst performance he's had all year long. No question. So. And he's
2: going to get a, He's going to get a game probably Saturday, uh, unless uh, uh, Peter Mrazic, who I assume will play against Arizona on Friday, uh, but unless Marazic, uh is l- only lightly tested by the Coyotes, which I don't anticipate, uh, you're probably going to see Reimer play on uh on saturday and how good was the fourth line tonight walmart Love mcginn and line. martinuk
1: Love the fourth line and someone called in the aftermath about that too played a lot and they've been they've been good recently i mean there there have been very few games where i mean i feel like we have looked up and said a number of times this year the fourth line has been one of the better lines and and sometimes the best line that's been on the ice for the hurricanes in terms of delivering on the expectations of the line and over delivering. Yeah. You know, Lucas Walmark is a top nine center who has got nine goals on the year playing with Brock McGinn and Jordan Uh-huh. And he's got 10 points in his last 10 games. So that's, I mean, you don't normally get that kind of production from a fourth line center. And so I liked them a lot tonight. I liked a lot of the unsung heroes tonight. You know, Joel Edmondson scores, Jake Gardner yeah. scores, both of those guys broke scoring droughts that were in the teens. Yep. Lucas Walmark scores. Um, you know, Sebastian Aho ended up with two points on the night, but I still think that he's in a place where he's not dominating the game like he's supposed to. No. Um so it was it was a lot, those grinder guys and you know, in a long season, it's what you need. You gotta have you gotta have some tertiary and secondary productivity.
2: Yeah, and it was a good night for Dougie Hamilton, and uh, even on the last play, and we'll close on this because uh, I opened the game, opened the podcast with it. Uh, I thought the last play was indicative of the night because uh, it looked like he tried to self-pass in his own zone that was nearly taken away, and then <laughs> there were a couple of opportunities in the offensive zone where he was kind of uh, like fighting to to maintain control of the puck. And ultimately, uh, Aho gives it to him. And then he just kind of coasts in as nice to see him use the defenseman or his defender as a screen. And he went double five hole past Brian Elliott, who wasn't significantly better than James Reimer, by the way. No, uh, it was a good. No. Good play by, uh, by Hamilton.
1: The, the, the overtime was anybody's game. It yeah. was, <laughs> it was which goaltender was not going to screw up. And, <laughs> The Hurricanes got lucky, yeah, because Voracek rang one off the post yep. before that. Um, yeah, that the goaltending was just shaky all around. Brian Elliott hadn't hadn't played a whole lot recently. Carter Hart's been bad for them, yeah. So they almost had to go with with Elliott tonight. Uh, Carter Hart's also been bad on the road, so yeah, it was it was some ugly goaltending. And then the old double nutmeg <laughs> from Dougie to win the game. <laughs>
2: Very nice.
1: trickster. The old trickster, the old double nutmeg, including, uh, I forget who was stickless there. There was a stickless flyer that Dougie uh, recognized, and then he uh, threw it through his legs, and subsequently through Elliot's legs from the game winner. I loved it. Amazing
2: stuff. All right. uh, It was a nice uh, sumo wrestling storm surge. Mm Mrazek defeated Reimer, uh, threw him out of the circle, and uh, we'll close on that. Alec Campbell, uh, enjoy the rest of your ride home, uh, and I will see you tomorrow, and I'm sure we'll all be at PNC Arena for the Williams Press Conference Wednesday at noon, if you are scoring at home. Thanks, man.
1: No problem.
2: All right, there you have it. I thank Alec Campbell. By the way, uh, here are the wild card standings as we wrap up tonight and understand that Columbus is in action in a tie game at um, Anaheim as we're recording this. Hurricanes, man, the first wild card spot, 43 games, 52 points. Philadelphia is two points back, also. 43 games played. Florida is 49 points, so three points behind Carolina. uh, Same number of games played. Actually, all these teams have played 43 games. And Columbus, although they'll have 44 on the books by the time uh, we wake up in the morning, uh, and then pending what happens in Anaheim, Columbus has 48. So Columbus could be two points shy of Carolina. Remember, Carolina goes to Columbus uh, next week. So these are important games for Carolina coming up Arizona on Friday, followed by the LA Kings on Saturday. That's Hartford Whaler night. Uh, I'm sure that's going to be a heavily attended game. I hope you go to the game. If not, I hope you check out the morning after podcast again, uh, subscribe to it. So it shows up on your phone or however, you get you, you get your podcast Rate it If you like, give me your feedback, please. You can always reach me on Twitter at a gold fan. overtime win over the Flyers. Justin Williams back in the fold. It was a good night all around. We'll see you next time. Bye.